What is your most awkward moment as a Catholic family at Mass, parents with kids at Mass? I mean, now that we, we are four kids deep, so I think your tolerance for awkwardness like raises every time you have another kid. So it's, it's a high bar right now. Um, Annie, you had a good one. Um, yeah. Our kids are, our kids are not necessarily afraid of just approaching the altar and just taking off. Um, or at least the younger ones, Lucy used to be a little timid and would stay in the pew. But the very first Christmas we spent at St. Ed's, we had this one and her, just the next older sister decided that they were going to just go lay in front of the manger in front of the nativity and <laughs> just laid there throughout mass. And it was, I think it was one of the very first times that we came to St. Ed's that we were sort of like, Hey, we're here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> Make yourselves at home. Yes, yeah. We're just moving in. <laughs> Jesus is in the crash and here come a couple wall jaspers <laughs> along with him. That's we have photos of them. Like, yeah. Just... Well, and it was a fine line of like, they're not, causing a ruckus so if i as a six and a half foot tall dad go rush up there and grab them and then they scream like that will actually cause more disruption <laughs> yes so she's like watching like okay they're just laying there looking at the <laughs> animals maybe we'll just let them be and we got through the whole mass and they just like yeah laid, they just wanted to lay they wanted to lay watch with baby the Jesus. Manger. So it was actually it was really nice but it was definitely a little unnerving yeah. <laughs> welcome to a new parish. Uh, so speaking of welcome, welcome back to Ed Talks. Uh, my name is Paul Manerick, and today we've got Chris and Annie, Wall Jasper, and we have Sleeping Virginia. A Sleeping Virginia Wall Jasper as well for those at home who are watching. Um, dear listener, if you're listening, you can't see Virginia, but if you do want to see her, Check out the YouTube video. Uh, this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints to go forth and inspire more saints to build up the kingdom of God. I think your Christmas story was, that would have been Christmas of 2021, yeah, I it was think. Yeah, right. Christmas after um, the pandemic, so. Well, and it was the first, yeah, it was right after um, OLV, where we used to go closed. So that's one of the things, so Father Dom and I were talking, and the sad reality is that I think your story is going to be an increasingly common one in the Catholic world, especially the urban Catholic world. Uh, and we being in Chicago, that's very much our story. So you were members of a parish, Our Lady of Victory, who was actually a mission parish of St. Edward originally is where it started. It was born in 1905, I want to say, out of St. Edward. We ourselves were a mission parish from St. Viator. Um, in 1899 and now the archdiocese we don't want to get into it but for for various reasons you find out that your parish is closing our lady of victory after over a hundred years as a parish with a beautiful community and you're left i don't know what what happens to you as a catholic family when you're told oh by the way your parish where your kids were baptized and where you have a community is, is closing its doors. Yeah. I mean, we started going to Our Lady of Victory literally because it was four blocks from our house. Mm -hmm. And we had just had our first child. And, you know, uh, proximity was as good a reason as any. Uh, and But, you know, then 10 years later, we had all four of our children were baptized there. And we'd kind of built this nice little community of 
young parents and and it was really vibrant and wonderful and yeah then they announced the closing um you know obviously we'd we'd lived through the pan the early days of the pandemic and we just started to kind of go back and then and then this closing and it was kind of a weird slow decline right it was like okay so do we just go peace out and find a new place or do and and so we kind of did a little bit of both right we shopped around but we kept coming back to olv and um up to the very last nas which in a kind of frustrating and bittersweet moment was packed of course um and you're looking around you're like hey where you guys been right But, but you know nonetheless um but but yeah it was it was a hard transition you know because yeah we'd really built up a nice um community of of like-minded young families and um small but mighty yeah 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 it was a, it was a good vibrant community and so yeah then then it was like okay so what are our criteria how do you even begin you know finding a new place um and so we we visited probably a half dozen churches at least right. over those few months and for those for those at home you so you guys live four blocks from Lady of Victory and just to put it in perspective there are within probably 2 mile radius of that like you said probably a half dozen maybe even 10 catholic churches so it's not like when you're in the suburbs and you're like well man how far did you drive to go to six different churches right. like you, you this is and this is probably one of the main problems of why these churches are closing is because of the number of churches mm-hmm. um, that exist and the lack of, sadly, Catholics. Um, this was used to be a very Catholic city, and every ethnic community had its own parish, even if there was another one five blocks away. It's like, well, that's where the Irish people go, and don't you know I'm German, so I'm going to have my own German church, and you know, so and it's tough because Our Lady Victory is beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful church. Um, so you go around to half dozen. Ch- now, are you doing this with these other families that you know, just kind of on your own? Yeah, we sort of ended up, I think, just doing it on our own. I don't know, actually. We had a text group, and I think we would kind of, you know, uh, shoot people know, hey, what are you doing? What are you thinking? And a number of them kind of. Uh, followed the the merged church mm. and went to the Saint uh, what is it Pascal's Bartholomew, um, the, 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 you know the, the, the yeah OLV uh, down on Irving Park uh, and so you know a few of them just kind of migrated into the new mer- merged church and that worked I think for them because of the school yeah. the school had already merged so I think sure. that when people were already involved with the school it was an easy transition for them. Um, but there were a few, like every time we'd go to church, we'd kind of look around, you see, and, like, <laughs> and that's one thing that as we started going to Ed's, we started noticing a couple families and we're like, Hey, Hey, you know, we kind of nod as yeah. like, Oh, okay. You're here. I see you. <laughs> yeah. and, and or in our text group, people would be like, Oh, St. Ed's is having like uh, fellowship afterward. You know, people yeah. might share a little bit here and there mm-hmm. if things were going on, but we had different criteria too. Like when we first started at OLV, Lucy was a baby. So right. And we had come out of doing ministry and we're brand new to Chicago. So when we first got to church, got to OLV and we like signing up and doing our baptism class at the same time, Chris was like, stop writing down things volunteer for. <laughs> we're like slowing, we're easing it's into easy this because we're, yeah. that's like, we like to be involved. I remember at our ministry fair, I got yours <laughs> like, and Annie's like, oh, I, I would like to do this and this and this. <laughs> I don't know if you said you'd like to or you're willing to. I or... want to, I want to do all these things. Um, so 
now our kids were older and we were just very aware of like, oh, what we want a vibrant parish. We want somewhere where our kids are going to be engaged, where they're going to have friends, where they're, where we're going to have this community because, um, Previously, like when we were in Iowa, the church that we were married in and was one of the churches that I worked for was like a great community. So we saw the benefit of that. And then we were like, calm down, get get into the parenthood thing. But now we're like, okay, our kids have to like to to continue to help help build their faith. They need to be surrounded by people that are also faithful. Um, And so but but you did. It was really I mean, it's inspiring and not just your family. But so many of the families that we've met from Our Lady of Victory, um, we've had families join us from even from St. Viator, uh, from Immaculate Heart of Mary, from Resurrection, from St. from all over the, the, the archdiocese in, in the geographical area. Families have, it's been beautiful to see people when their kind of spiritual home has been closed or if it's merged with another parish and maybe its identity in some ways changes and they're like, okay, we're not giving up on the church. We're not walking away. We're going to come here. Um, to, what are some of the ways that you do? Cause you do a lot. Both of you guys have done a lot now. So what are some of the things that you do, Annie, uh, here at St. Ed's? Cause I've got a list. I can, if you forget, I've got it. I don't think I have a very long list, but, um, I do, I'm really enjoying getting into the youth choir. Mm-hmm. And of course with Francis making his, First communion, just we're involved with family faith formation. Um, and then we just have, we really enjoy our fellowship Sunday. So I don't know that I necessarily do anything for that, but we have a nice group of families that it's so nice it, to, you know, yeah, we just are all together and we sort of look weary at each other, yeah. like surviving this parenthood thing, but like we no, can no. share a cup of coffee yeah. and, <laughs> and have made it through mass. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I would say in addition, there's, there's kind of formed an unofficial welcome wagon that again, if they're, if suddenly we see a, a young family in yeah. mass, like we'll look over at, at, you know, another family who, who is more engaged and be like, Hey, psst. We gotta go talk so to then afterwards. People. We'll we'll kind of loop around and be like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Especially if they have like, it, we've seen you know a couple new families that have five kids or something. We're yeah. like, "Oh, let's go talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell yeah. them they're not alone." <laughs> Which is beautiful because now you guys are your homeschool family as well. Yes, we're homeschool. And um, our family faith formation program is kind of ideally suited for homeschool. Well, I don't know. I say that. Because but maybe you're like, no, no, no. A drop-off program every now and then would be awesome. <laughs> For once, can I not be the teacher? Um, but it kind of mirrors that idea that we as parents are the primary and most important teachers of our children in everything. Not just reading, writing, and arithmetic, but also faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if there's three R's, maybe a fourth R, religion. Um, and, and we have now, I think, four or five homeschooling families in our um, family faith formation uh, group. And I know that, ironically, your homeschooling is what took you away. Because originally you were going to be part of our little tot spot. I know. And, <laughs> and maybe someday there will be a chance. But then it was you're running yes. the co-op on Tuesdays instead. Yes. Yeah, that's we don't have the kids with us because we did have the opportunity to be like, you teach them for a little bit. We'll get out of here. But And Chris, yeah. now you've started. Uh, I've seen you up on the Ambo recently. So yeah. you're, you know, um yeah, I have a background in in theater. I'm a I'm a reporter. I I have no qualms uh, uh, speaking in public, uh, even if I 
you know, uh, trip over words like Melchizedek. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, y- you think about, okay, what can I give? How can I, you know, engage with, you know, with, with the parish? And, and so, yeah, it's, uh, lecturing seemed like a good fit. Um, it's been fun. And, and actually, it's exciting because the kids are like, Dad, when are you... When are you going to do the readings next? You know, it kind of yeah. gets them excited as well. And, um, yeah, it's fun. It's a good way to kind of dip my toe in without, you know, a, a huge commitment of, you know, being on the choir or being, you know, something that takes me away from also keeping the kids from running <laughs> during the mass. Yeah. So. Have they ever followed you up to the Ambo yet? Or is that something? Not yet. <laughs> Although I will say, you know, Father Dom was very uh, uh, easygoing. He's like, if the kids, you know, uh, are feeling clingy, just bring them up with it and it'll be okay. And so <laughs> that's been nice. And, and Father Dom has a really great outlook on, you know, kids and the the unexpected outbursts and whatnot. He's very... Uh, often at the end of mass, he'll say, and thank you to all the parents for, you know, for bringing the kids. I know they may be loud, but you know, uh, uh, that was like one of the things that sealed the deal yeah. with us being here. I mean, there was a lot of things, but yeah, we had shopped around to all these other parishes and seen a lot of other people. And first of all, there were significantly, there were so many families here, but not not only were the priests, whoever was doing mass that day would be like, welcome to our families or thank you for bringing your kids or whatever. But, you know, you're in the pew and your kids are doing literal gymnastics and you're sort of looking around and you're like, oh, please, I really don't want this woman in front of us to hate us, whatever. And they would like people would turn around and we'd be like, here it comes. And they'd be like, thank you. And we'd be we'd be like, what? We'd be like, Wait a second. And they and they people, the community were just as welcoming as, you know, the priest. And everybody was like, thanks for bringing your kids, or we love to see the babies, you know, and nobody so far has ever said anything that was Keep like... Keep your kids in check. Like, yeah. So far, dear listeners. So, that, <laughs> so, so don't do don't it, all right? That was, yeah. No, nobody's, nice nobody's done that at all. Um, and that's where, like, yeah, even the other young families, like, you see somebody and their kids are squirming around, and, yeah, just giving them a little, like, hey, you're doing great. Like, yeah. you know, because... We're all thinking it. We're all, like, that's our own penance during Mass. Is like, okay, like, say a little prayer as your kid is, like, crawling on your head. And, like, and so all the other young parents, like, we see you, solidarity. Like, Everybody thinks it's only their kid. Yeah, and it's, you're like, no. You can't hear the other kids because you, you're so focused on your kids, but the other kids are doing the same thing. Yeah, and you think, and this is something I always tell parents, is you, you, you think that everyone is is focused on your kid with the same amount of attention as you are and you're just you're wrong right, <laughs> right? i'm yeah. like we are it's the same thing with like when you go out and you're like oh my hair's not oh it's not right oh oh that one piece like no one else notices that yeah. nobody else that it's just you and uh i think it is such a great example and speaking of examples i think the first time i met you annie was <laughs> i don't know if I, I think i told you this it was a friday and first fridays uh, here at St. Ed's, we do a Eucharistic adoration. We have adoration from the time that daily mass ends at 8, th- well, daily mass at 8.30, so, so around 9 o'clock daily mass will end, and then up until about 6.45 when there's a benediction, and then there's a mass of healing where the sacrament of anointing of the sick is offered. So we have this l- beautiful adoration, and it's a huge block of time. So it's the end of the school day, and I was working in my office, and I see this lady with four 
kids coming and they're talking and blah, blah, blah. And I said, what is, okay, all right. Okay, where's she going? And then, oh, she's going to the church. I wonder if she's trying to get in here to talk to us. I don't think she knows that there's adoration going on. I got to go over there. So I quickly hustled down and went out. It's like, hey, welcome. You know, I said, you, you here for, you go to Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for. I was like, oh, well, that's awesome. And then he walked in front pew and it was amazing. I was like, this is great. Look at this lady bringing her four kids to adoration. And, you know, they were noisy and, and some of them were coloring and, and looking at prayer books. But you brought them. It was beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I was like, yes. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was mildly concerned though at first. I was like, oh, my gosh. This, this, they have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. We, um, I think that the interesting part so far about parenting is that in an effort to do the best thing for your kid, you're doing the best thing for yourself. And so in homeschooling, I have learned so many things that I didn't know. And so my kids are, you know, I get my own like little obsessions. Like we've raised um, monarch caterpillars into butterflies. We do it like every summer. And I am obsessed with it because I think it's so amazing. It's like such a miracle. It's beautiful. And at this point, my kids are like, okay, mom, we learned it. And I'm like, no, it's so awesome. And similarly, you know, I'm like, okay, we're going to find, you know, religious ed programs or finding youth choirs, you know, whatever the things are, especially for church. And it has forced, not forced me, but it's like, um, it's like pushed me into the deep end of faith. Like it's making me continue to grow in my faith. And so, um, all of a sudden I'm bringing my kids to adoration when I certainly was not raised that way. Like I'm a cradle Catholic, but I was, I never, I don't even remember there being adoration. It was not a thing that my family did. And all of a sudden, you know, we have a nature group that we do on Fridays. So we'll hit up adoration in our like rain gear or snow gear, whatever. And I'm like, nope, we got to go say hello to Jesus first. Or, or we hit it up, you know, afterwards. And it's like, we go and we, you know, this past Friday or this past, um, Adoration Lake Virginia only was only with me. And so we went and she was so sweet because she makes the sign of the cross as we're leaving. She's like, bye Jesus. (laughs) All these other people are there praying. But of course my kid's like, bye Jesus, like yelling as we leave. And I'm like, but that's, it's what I want her to do. And you know, well, it normalizes, like there can be parts of our faith that are intimidating, right? Or that, that, you know, know, we all have this like neuroses around confession, right? But I don't know about you all. The best part of confession is like you get done with it and you go, hey, that was actually really nice. Yeah, it wasn't so bad after all. Why did I build it up? And if you go more than once a year, then then it becomes less intimidating, right? And and so like and so similarly, like adoration can feel very intimidating because there's the and 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 it is very, you know, it's hallowed and it and it's beautiful and we should take it seriously, but we should also not be afraid to approach it. So hopefully if we do it more often with our kids, they'll realize that, oh, yeah, that's not scary. That's just something that we do. And it's a time to quiet ourselves and to, you know, mm-hmm. be there with God and with Jesus. And then that's, that's, that's the hope is that if we can introduce it and normalize it, then, then it's more approachable. Chris and I keep pushing ourselves out of our comfort zones to, like, you know, make it comfortable for our kids, which is a yeah. weird. It's been, a, it's been an interesting experience for yeah. sure. And you, but, you, but you're right. You got to do it. Yeah. Right? Like you can't be like, oh, I'm gonna, oh yeah. Uh, June 13th is the day I work out every day. <laughs> right. And be like, then I'm going to get in shape that way. And it's going to feel great every June 13th. It feels great. I look forward. To, no, you got, like but it's too regular. Yeah. It's like, 
Um, I'm so grateful that I know that St. Ed's has it. And I'm like, you know, I think when the week that Virginia, or the time that Virginia was the only one with me, we had my mother-in-law in town. It was crazy. And I could have just been like, no, it's too busy. And I just kept being like, Chris, I just really want to go. So if I will take whichever kids want to come with. Everybody else can stay here and play with grandma. But like, I felt like I've got to get there. I have to get there. I want to get there. And it was like this, like calling inside of me of like, Nope, I got to I got to do it because I've been doing it now, you know, just the first Friday and it's not I don't know. It's not beautiful, it's not perfect. It's like 15 minutes sometimes, but I've been doing it now every month that it's like, okay, now I got to get there. Yeah. yeah so, I didn't want yeah. to miss it. Yeah, you're the, the fruitfulness of these activities yes. grow and become richer the more you do it. It's just like anything, right? You, you tend your garden, you're going to get better fruit, right? You set expectations, then you don't let perfect be the enemy of the good and you you know get in there and and yeah sometimes we get to mass and we're 20 minutes late and sometimes we get to mass 15 minutes early you know and and, and we get to sit in the front row where our seven-year-old demands we sit i know <laughs> she is the most you know rambunctious of them all um <laughs> one of the ushers uh the other day uh he, he well, i saw him out of context and he goes you sit in the front row with your four kids all the time and like <laughs> Yes, I do. It's not, not really our choice. It's, it's not first. our choice. It's, it's the third child. She demands that we sit in the front row. When we sit in the third row back, she's upset. But uh, and, and I sometimes I think, okay, this is a test. Like this is this is a, a, a penance of sorts. But but then they're able to see, and they you know, the bell rings, and, and they get excited because they can see right. the you know the altar server ringing the bell, and they you know they're more engaged when they're up front. Like. I always encourage the other families, like, come sit in the front yep. with us. Like, get the kids up front. It's okay if, it, if it's, you know, a little wild. Like, the, I, I'm a big proponent of young families sitting in the front. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. It's a lot more exciting to look at the altar and what's happening there than the back of Mr. Smith <laughs> for an hour. Um, so, you guys, this, so this wasn't your first time finding yourself kind of homeless within the church. So you guys, you, you moved, and you moved before Lucy. Yes. Right. So you're here in Chicago, no kids. You made a decision, though, consciously, like, okay, we're here. Let's find a, find a parish. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 10 years later, okay, our parish that we found is gone. Okay, let's find another parish. What, like, talk about that, because I think that's a valuable kind of model for people because we do move in this world and unfortunately like we're talking about there's going to be parish closures um so how do you not just say well that was a good run now i'm going to watch football on sundays and sleep in so we you know we went to like um queen of all saints because we knew my great-grandmother was married there right like you know so we I don't know we had like little things that were like okay well let's try out here let's try out there but it didn't really I don't know because it's different like I wouldn't say that I think that even just since the pandemic started even just since Virginia has been born maybe as the kids have gotten older I know for me personally like my faith has changed a lot Mm. and as uh, again like the kids are pushing are good force for pushing me deeper in faith but also just you know, even for the very simple of like, well, they all got their baptism, so I guess we're going to have to figure out where they're going to get the first communion. You know, like, even at that time, if it had just been sort of surface level of like, well, we're going to have to find another parish. 
because um, we want them to make their sacraments or, you know, like, or, or whatever it was. It wasn't like a super, you know, stressful situation of like, ah, we'll just give it up or, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, that wasn't really a thing. But it was a little nerve wracking because we were like, well, we got to, we want to find a place. We didn't want to be homeless. We wanted to be, we wanted to have a place that we would be like, this is our parish. Well, and I think, I mean, is, is, is your, is your, and your faith this like bolt-on element of who you are mm. or is it this like interwoven element of your community right I remember this like as Annie and I met in college and we were both religious studies majors and it was it was an interesting thing because we we were we were studying I don't remember what it was but um, we were looking at a, a different faith community if it, if it was Judaism or what but the, the discussion came up of like it's really hard to disentangle faith from other cultural aspects. Mm. Maybe it was an Eastern faith. But but it struck me as like, oh, is your is your Catholicism or your Christianity this thing that you do on Sunday mornings, or is it this aspect of your being that you can't really, like I said, you can't, can't disentangle? Mm. And, and I think that was kind of a, a wake-up call for me. I was like, oh, yeah, like I want this to be this thing that's part of my cultural identity, it's part of my it's not just a, a thing I do on Sunday mornings that I, instead of watching football or whatever the case may be, never been a big fan of football, but, <laughs> um, but you know, I'd love a day to sleep in, you know, but, but no, i so, yeah, it was never an option because this is a part of our, of our identity of, of who we are. And, and, you know, and so, um, yeah. And it strikes me that like, um, you know, you mentioned that like we have other other families that have come from closed parishes, and I think there's maybe a similarity to if you've ever met a, a converted Catholic, mm. they are fired up. Right. <laughs> I, I remember my 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 uh, my aunt married this this man when we were older, and you know, so I was like in middle school, and, and he had converted to Catholicism, and he was jazzed, yeah. and, he, and Uncle Rick was there for it, and he was on fire for it, and. And he had this evangelical, or evangelical nature to him. And I was like, whoa, Uncle Rick, chill out. What's going on? But I, but I think there's this, this, like, this animation to converted Catholics that, that like, I think maybe people have moved to parish. Like, we have a fire under us because we see what we could have and lost. And we want to keep that. And yeah. so I think maybe there's a little bit of that, you know. Because, um, yeah, we're both doing good. That parish closed, like okay, we don't want to see St. Ed's closed now. You know, like, right. and not that, I don't know that, like, OLV could have done anything to not close, right? Like, there's right. some, there are some aspects that are just... It wasn't um, the parish's fault. Right. It wasn't necessarily the people's fault, but it was just like, okay, let's funnel the things into here and let's, you know, hopefully see this growth that's going to be amazing and, and worthwhile and, yeah. you know... For the listener at home, there there was some <laughs> murmurings of a sleeping child. <laughs> no, no one's hungry here. Uh, so, well, just want to say thank you guys for all you've you've done. You guys model a Catholic family beautifully. You have rolled your sleeves out messily and beautiful. That's a that is the perfect model of a Catholic family. It's messy, right? Like life is messy, Absolutely. and the whole worldview, like right, that's. Our Catholic faith informs a way of viewing the world and the way of viewing reality and life. That it, it's like when Christ goes to 
Peter and turned to the apostles after, after in John 6. He's, he's, told, he's had a bunch of his friends, just his followers, just walk away. And instead of calling them back and explaining that, oh, no, it's, the Eucharist is just a symbol, he turns to the apostles and says, will you also leave? And it's when, when Peter looks at him and says, to, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, right? Like, that, that ship has sailed. We get it. Like, this is our worldview. Um, but it's... It's great for us, but how do we pass it on to our kids? And I think you guys are a model of doing it um, by, by rolling up your sleeves and getting dirty with us uh, in, the, in the dirty work of saving souls. Uh, and it's, it's awesome. So thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. Dear listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I hope it's inspiring to you. It's certainly been inspiring to me. Um, and if now you know who, who to blame <laughs> when you see kids wander up into the sanctuary. You know, they, they don't do that. Honestly, I would really love it. Like, people, if somebody's like struggling with their kid, you can hand your baby to me because they'll probably be like, whoa. Like, it's fine. That's how I think that we should all be. It's like we can all just take care of each other's kids. We need more of a village. And we can just be. Exactly. Like, I want. we We can be a village here. And come and hang out with us first Sundays after the 930 Mass Family Fellowship. Come on downstairs. Chris and Annie are regulars, uh, and as, as are their four kids. Uh, and anyway, thank you guys again Thanks. for joining us here on Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who will go forth to inspire more saints to build up the kingdom of God.